This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What is going on, my beat sorcerers? How you feeling out there? You are tuned into the 20 podcast. I'm your host, DJ Spider. Spider. We're back again. Another amazing episode coming to you. Um, I am so glad to be back doing this on a regular basis. We are here weekly for you. Make sure you rate and review us on uh, YouTube if you're watching us. Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to us, Spotify, we're on all the platforms, and uh, we couldn't do without you guys, really appreciate you, and we couldn't do without BeatSource, of course, uh, the music streaming service for DJs that play everything, just like you and me, BeatSource has got all the music you could need for every gig, we got expertly curated playlists, and we've got BeatSource Link, which allows you to DJ from the cloud and stream from the cloud, but we also have the offline Locker account, so you can save up to a thousand songs offline if you're worried about not being able to access the Wi-Fi. So try it out. Head over to BeatSource.com for a 30-day free trial, or use our code the 20 for a 60-day free trial. And let me know what you think. Um, all right, you guys. On today's show, we have got an amazing guest. We've got someone who is an LA native, but also an OG in the LA scene. You can hear him every morning on KCRW playing endless amounts of dope music and eclectic music uh, as one of the co-hosts of the legendary radio show, Morning Becomes Eclectic. Uh, He's a super down-to-earth, humble person that has an amazing creative brain in many ways. He has this great talent for music discovery as well as just genre blending so he's the perfect person for this show along with his host novena caramel uh they're both incredible djs and personalities and it's so fun to listen to them every morning um we also get into his love of wrestling his dog his philosophies on life djing uh surfing you know all these really cool things that you get to get into the mind of a dj apart from just the djing but of course we hit you with the nerdy dj talk and the music organization and some really cool tips and tricks that he gives us it was an honor to have him on the show so please welcome anthony valadez all right we are here it is the 20 podcast and we have got in the building anthony valadez that's Air right. Airhorn. Let's go. Let's song? hear it. Do I have a theme song? What do I get? Right now, <laughs> there's so many people cheering. You just got to envision it in your head. It's coming from all over. It's coming from the streets out there. Yeah, the form, staples. They're just yeah. all cheering. It's all coming together. I feel it's it. Dolby Atmos sound. <laughs> and then the line. Yeah. 20th Century Fox. Let's hear it. Airhorn. Airhorn. <laughs> See, boom. That's cool. what these do. Love you just that. can't hear it right now, but it's, <laughs> it's happening. Your Post-production, baby. Imagine it. CGI. <laughs> Yo, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, I know you just have come off doing, what, a four-hour radio show? Three-hour radio show. Three-hour radio show. Feels like show. four hours. <laughs> right. I'm sure you're there a little early and a yeah, little bit later. And all the time. The prep time must be insane. All the time. I'm always there early. I always love to show up to things early because you got to really? be prepared for the unexpected. I mean, that and is And sometimes true. the unexpected never happens, and you're like, oh, I'm here an hour early. And right. Just, uh, right, but, right. Yeah. Yes. I need to take that advice. I always tell myself that, and then at the last second, I'm rushing. I'm like, oh, why didn't I come here early enough? You're that, that kind of person? I am a little wow. bit. Well, somehow I was ready when you got here today. So yeah. I made it happen, but nice. uh, it was, I was, pu- I was pushing it. I think being a DJ, <laughs> I think being a DJ, you're always flexible. You know, yes. did you bring the right power cord? Did you bring the USB cord? Did you, right. is, are the phases charged? I'm and, definitely over the top. 
backup like behind you is like cameras upon cameras upon yeah. other adapters and cords and yeah. everything so we made this work yeah. um our wonderful cameraman vlats is out of town everybody so uh i'm doing it what do you think clear <laughs> <laughs> um but yes um you do a radio show mm-hmm. an amazing radio show that is like a staple uh in los angeles and now probably worldwide i can only imagine with yeah. streaming and everything and a show that i think has been on correct me if i'm wrong like 45 years that's or something correct. that's correct um that's insane i mean it i is. was born in 77 and yeah. i think the show came on in 77 um <laughs> but morning becomes eclectic yeah Uh, on KCRW, which is the Santa Monica and L.A. station, Mm -hmm. you know. And then I'm sure it's on syndicated on a bunch of other ones. It does its thing. Right. It definitely does its thing. (laughs) It's just a legendary show that, like, I feel like has been listened to by so many people and a lot of, like, industry people. Like, I remember... I wanted to be a music supervisor and a, and a composer for movies and all this stuff coming out of college. And of course I was DJing at the same time, but I would work in a lot of offices, just filing the CDs or whatever job I could do. You know what I mean? Doing the expenses for the composer guy mm-hmm. and whatever. And every single one would have morning becomes eclectic on yeah. every morning for three hours straight. Yeah. And they would listen, you know, and this was pre Shazam or any of this stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where they would hear a lot of their stuff that they would use in movies and TV shows and, and a lot of the industry people, you know, and I yeah. feel like you guys are truly breaking new artists and introducing new sounds and doing things that, uh, you know, just super important things that DJs are supposed to do. And well, what's you, funny you say about all that is I, 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 I thank you first and foremost, but like, yeah. we're not like, we're just music fans. Like we, right. My partner, Novena and I, like, that's we, why it's dope. <laughs> yeah. We're just music heads that look for music. We go to record stores, we look right. in the record bins and it's all about digging. Like it comes from the core of the DJ culture. And so when yeah. I hear folks that are in the industry, like, I mean that that that's such it's so foreign in my head the industry because yeah we simply love we play what we love right well I think that was almost the beauty of it and yes shout to your co-host Novena Caramel mm-hmm. like uh, she's amazing too in her yeah. own right and you know I'm sure brings an endless amount to the show I'd love to have her on this one day you know and, yeah uh, pick her brain um, but uh, I think that's the like what you're saying the beauty of it is that the show. Your radio show is done by two people that love music and has been historically done by people that love music and just want to bring it. That's why I started DJing. You know, I was doing college radio and like the fact that I could find a record somewhere in the world and then play it on my radio show and someone go, what is this? And I would introduce them to something new was like, that was my goal and made me feel so good. And I think you guys are doing that to people that are in the industry and in the rat race type Mm -hmm. thing, you know, Mm -hmm. cause working at those jobs, that was part of the reason that I don't do those jobs now, you know, even though they're cool. And I think there's a lot of cool people that do them and who knows, maybe I would want to do it sometime in the future, but there was something about it too. That was, um, 
stifling like they would have your hands tied so you guys can play all the music just from the love of it but the people licensing it would have to like make a deal or go through the politics or yeah. all the paperwork and all that crap so yeah. for them it's nice to hear all of it unfiltered then they get to pick through I yeah. guess. yeah i mean i've been in the same situation as you like i was a fan of kcw growing up yeah and i remember interning at dreamworks and interscope and like yeah hearing morning becomes eclectic i'm like oh that's that's my favorite show oh, right you like kcw too and like here i I am so it's like full spectrum yeah. it's really crazy that's nuts yeah yeah it is, it is. that's so cool i mean that's the amazing thing about djing and being creative and being in a place like this and just putting in the work and putting in the time and being patient is yeah. that your dreams could come true yeah. and anything is possible yeah. in in this world through music and through djing you know so, so right um you grew up here, right? Yeah. Like I've heard you. Okay. So I heard you talk about like DJ and house parties in Silmar and Pacoima. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I figured you're, you I'm know, still alive. came up in the Valley. Yeah. You're yeah. still alive. I mean, DJ and house parties in Pacoima, that could Man. get crazy. Oh, it was always like the gangbangers <laughs> would always come and ruin it for everybody else. Right. The gangbangers right. would come up to the DJs. Like I have horror stories about DJ or oh my God. gangbangers, like, like telling me like, like there's a joke amongst the DJs in the yeah. UNA from yeah. the nineties. Like they would always come up and say like, Hey, home's play some old school like they always wanted to hear old school right, right? and like we're playing house and hip-hop and like and, you know and then the cops would come or sometimes even like we'd call the cops on our own parties because like the cholos were coming the gangbangers oh, were coming yeah. and it was just like yeah man when i think about it, like i paid my dues man <laughs> like, right dealing with the cholos <laughs> and also like just sleeping in my car for dj gigs like i remember having an internship on the west side yeah. djing on the west side but living in the valley right and i after a gig i would just sleep in my car off pch and then go to like izzy's deli Oh, kind of yeah. clean up, get yep. breakfast, and then go to my internship. Like, oh my God. there was no instant grat. I mean, you know, there's no, yeah. there was no instant gratification in DJing back right. in the day. Yeah, you know. Oh no, not at all. And same exact thing. I remember I had a job in Malibu, and I would DJ like the Malibu Inn or somewhere in Santa Monica, and I just stay try to stay around there. Yeah, because then I'd have to be there in three hours anyway. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, yeah, you do what you have to do. And it, back then there was vinyl. You would have had to carry all the shit up or, oh my God, you know, yeah. someone's going to steal that out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about the vinyl part. Yeah. That wasn't fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was fun, you know, for the digging and introducing people, but yeah, carrying that around. Yeah. Not, uh, not the best. But the 818, definitely a warm, special place in my heart. I mean, right. there's so many different folks that live in the Valley. And I think that's what kind of helps me with like, just understanding the different folks of people like, you know, like walking into a room, like how do I rock this room? Yes. These folks from all different demographics. Right. What's that common denominator? Yeah. It's going to get everybody moving. Right. That's like the Valley, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Everyone's kind of mixed together. And like the Valley's changed a lot. You live now in, in Venice, Venice, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like beach Venice beach life. Venice do. I yeah. do yoga. I surf. Oh man. Like I, I became the, the person that I never thought I'd become. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's funny yeah. because I actually grew up in Santa Monica and uh, I live in the valley now and oh, I became wow. the person <laughs> I would never become. <laughs> I thought I'd live in Venice, be chilling oh, on the man. beach, surfing. I mean, Venice is great. Venice has a great energy. It's got yeah. its own little thing. And like I'll go out, walk my dog, but then I go back inside. Like I can only take so much of it. But Venice is so crazy. Yeah. Like Venice has gone through so many crazy evolutions. I mm -hmm. feel like there was a time when I was a kid where you could not go to Venice. Like yeah. You would get jacked. You oh, know, yeah. Or I've been jacked in Venice as yeah. a kid. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I definitely had skateboards stolen, mouth yeah. punched, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Take my shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it's different now. And then now there's like the rich neighborhoods and then the boardwalk and the. It's everything. Like yeah. literally 
yeah it's everything i mean right. i've it, lately like yeah it, it's a it's been a dark place to be quite transparent like yeah a lot of folks you know the I think there's PTSD from the pandemic. Yes. And I'm like, we've lost three people on my street recently, whether it was suicide mm. or just bad Damn. health and things are happening yeah. and it, it could get dark, you know, but then yeah. you walk your dog and then you see people happy that are paying all this money to come there to enjoy and escape. And it's like, yeah, it's a reminder that you live in a special place. You know? Totally. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's like everything. Like you can be on the internet, like scrolling around and be like, Oh, the news is horrible. We're all going to die. Yeah. And then you go on a walk and you're like, oh, there's like birds chirping and actually yeah. life is good in other ways. You know, absolutely. You have to get that perspective. Got to get out of that the, bubble, especially as DJs. I do notice just on some mental health type thing. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you have a long night and you wake up and you stay in. Like if you just go outside, yeah. it'll you'll break out of that kind of crazy feeling. Right? That's why that, I'm in Venice. That yeah. vitamin D. That right. sun is everything. Yeah. You need that sun. And yeah. And being able to hear the ocean is just like an amazing mm -hmm. thing. And people so. watching. Like I get coffee and sit to my dog and just watch people. And oh I'm my just, God. I mean, I don't need Hulu or Netflix. Right. I have the boardwalk. <laughs> yeah. That's true. They Or they need a show on there called the boardwalk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be like a lot of characters. It'd be, it'd be horror. It'd be comedy. It'd be <laughs> drama. It'd be everything. So growing up here in LA, I grew up in LA too, and I was heavily influenced by you know listening to the radio, listening mm -hmm. to KCRW, listening to Power One Hundred Six late at night, mm -hmm. um, Friday Night Flavors. I've heard you talk about that. Yeah. I think probably you have other. You know, I heard you mention I think before the Baker Boys. Baker Boys um, yeah, the first time I heard House and Hip Hop in the morning, I was oh like, God. "Whoa, this is great!" Like, right. You know, those used to be like two different sides of the spectrum. But yeah. Like the Baker Boys just blended it. Yeah. I that's thought that was true. so masterful. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That, yeah, me too. I loved hearing, like, when I was doing college radio, I was trying to blend drum and bass and hip hop because I'm like, those are the two things I love. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to, like, put them together. And, yeah. like, I think back then it was rare to hear the genre blending and especially coming from people that are supposed to be hip hop, you know, only. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but they're willing to, like, be open minded. Yeah. You know, and back then it was. It wasn't as cool to be open-minded, I No, guess. but Bahamadia did it. Like, Bahamadia has totally. this song with Ronnie right. Size that's just mind-blowing. Karis one did it. Yep. I feel like Goldie was, like, so ahead of his time in oh terms of, like, blending these two cultures. Yeah, and jazz, like, brown paper bag. I mean, just the stand-up bass. Line. Yeah, it's, like, iconic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so dope. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, who were some of your influences, you know, your early influences on radio? coming up? Yeah, on radio oh, or yeah. just as a DJ, like, being oh, in L.A.? Easy, easy. I mean... Theo on the beat. Okay. Like yeah. he did something I think to a lot of us where he would talk to a kid on the phone and be like, do you do your homework? All right. You tell your mother, you tell your mother. <laughs> oh my you love God. Her. Theo. Like, I almost forgot about him. He had such an iconic voice. No, You're right. Man. And then that was the era when like Tupac was hot Yeah, and you were just so proud to live in LA. And then you had Art LeBeau doing oh, yeah. the, the shout outs to like people and like yeah. people in jail and like, it was so beautiful. J-Rock and, and the Beat Junkies Friday night after a gig or on the oh way to a God, gig. Right. It was so masterful. And also, like, KCRW had this cat by the name of Michael Mixon-Moore. Yeah. It was mind-blowing. He would edit and splice up the news and throw on beats underneath it. And it was like the newspaper before the newspaper, but, like, with a soundtrack. Wow. And he was so ahead of his time. This was, like, right around the 92 riots. Yeah. And I would listen, and as a kid, you know, because you go to the right, you find power. I'm like, what's up to the left? And then I'd find right. 89.9. Like, what is that? And yeah. I'd hear these cool jazzy beats. And then I hear this guy named Joe Frank, who was, like, um, a story writer. He would say, like, a guy walks into a bar, <laughs> sits next to a woman. They make eye contact. I'm like, what am I listening to? But cool beats underneath yeah. it. 
and and this dude it, it taught me the mystery of radio like you don't have to be in front of the camera but you could be this mystery right. you know that make people lean in and, yeah and it was like storytelling and, that's so cool and so yeah those were all things that really intrigued me and like i remember i was too young to go out to the clubs so i'd sit with my radio look out at the stars and i'd explore the radio and i'd find these things yeah I, I, I used to call Big Boy at like three in the morning. Like, can you play Far Side? Can you play Ghetto Boys? And, you know, and uh, he was really cool. You know, yeah, it was fun. That's yeah. so dope. Yeah, oh my man. God. Yeah, we're so lucky. We had so many good shows um, on the, you know, even on mainstream radio on Power One Hundred Six, just yeah. to hear J Rock. Yeah, doing doubles of breaks and funk songs in the yeah. middle of the night. It was like I couldn't get enough blank tapes you know yeah. like god re just recording it with the static on there and i remember seeing my cousins in new york and hearing like hot 97 back in the day like, oh yeah and like i used to take like my cousins depeche mode cds right or cassettes and like record like hot 97 oh my and god, like same. hearing black moon and oh like, yeah when i i would get tapes from people or or that yeah. was the legendary you know stretch and bobito yeah of course i mean and just you'd get a tape from your friend in new york and be like what is this? This I is like my dream show. Yeah. I still listen to Stretching Barbito tapes like on my way to KCRW or when I'm getting ready for my yeah. show because I want that energy that right. they had, that that connection. It's yeah. such a loose, fun energy. It was yeah. just pure fun, yeah. you know, and pure, genuine who they are yeah. musically, personality. But they also broke the rules. Like yeah. what you're taught in radio, they don't do. Right, right. And I love that. Like that that's yeah. human. I feel like I'm sitting next to these two dudes on a train right. and having a great time. Totally. Yeah. They're yeah. making fun. Exactly. Like even during the pandemic, I went on, you know, Clubhouse was big for a minute mm -hmm. and I went into some room and Stretch Armstrong's in there and like, you know, I know him, but I don't really know Bobito and Stretch pulls me onto the little stage and I was like, oh, great. And so instantly Bobito is just making fun of my hair, starts <laughs> roasting me about the shampoo and like all the Yeah, things. yeah. Uh, and I'm like, all right, this is like a rite of passage. I'm like, yeah. if I'm going to be roasted by anybody, Bobito yeah. on a Stretch and Bobito you stage, made it. Uh, that made me feel pretty good. I was you like, I wish it. I could have recorded this. <laughs> Yo, I, I picked them up from the airport one time and the agreement was they would do my show, but I yeah. would record it as I drive them to their hotel. And now they're great friends, but right. but they were roasting some dude at the airport and it was like the best, like oh having been a fan and hearing yeah. them, like that's not a shtick. Like right. they really roast people. Oh, it's it's amazing. The it's the best. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, it's gold. <laughs> Should I hit record? You know, <laughs> it was gold. Exactly. Yeah. That's so dope. I mean, yeah, so they break the rules on radio, and it's almost like we've had a good amount of people on this show that are in radio, but I think you're, you have the most, you seem to have the coolest job or maybe the most freedom, too, because mm -hmm. a lot of the people are on, you know, traditional radio or, or satellite radio where they have these playlists and heavy rotation and... Um, you know, they play the same song 400 times a day because that's just kind of like the business and the selling of the ads. And KCRW is a listener-supported station, yeah. which, you know, it's almost like DJs were just discovering that through Twitch and Patreon now in the past couple of years that, yeah. hey, I can put things out in the world or through podcasts and people will support it. But KCRW and that model has been going on for a really long time. Yeah. And it gives you guys the freedom to kind of be creative and also please a different set of people, right? Not yeah. the just 
hey, play this song now. You yeah. know, like more open-minded or intellectual yeah. or different crowds, right? Well, yeah, we see it when we do live events and then yeah. we meet people. I mean, I always tell people the analogy I use is when you're playing at KCRW, whether it's in the morning or like late night radio, you're throwing a football into the sky <laughs> and you don't know who's catching it. And then yeah. when you do the live events and people come up to you and say, yo, KCRW, you're like, oh, you caught the ball. Oh, you caught the ball. Right. And it's it's beautiful because yeah. these are like lawyers, doctors. These are people that drive buses. These are people who don't know what DJ culture is. Right. So in a, in, in a way you're this conduit of of new music you know from the mom driving her kid to school to the yeah. guy who works for the city like all these different people and what unifies them is their love for music and they don't have the time to record dig they right. don't have time to like find the new stuff so yeah. we're kind of that for them yeah which is the role of a dj yeah and with like you said a lot of freedom and sometimes i'm even like yo this is too good to be true like we're really we have this much freedom like yeah okay we're gonna <laughs> go there you know right no i listened to the show i think it was this morning uh that you started with, like, what, the Tom Scott song? It was Jefferson Airplane, oh, it was which Jefferson. was covered by Tom Scott. Yeah, sorry. Which was later sampled by... By Pete Rock, and they reminisce over you. Exactly. And you started... But it was crazy because I had been, you know, preparing for this interview and listening back through some of the stuff, which actually... I never realized, uh, sadly, that you guys had an app that I could listen to all the past shows because yeah. I love the show, but I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize how advanced the app was too, that like I synced my Spotify to it this morning mm. and then all of a sudden I was like saving the song into my Spotify and then mm. I found your guys' playlist and then yeah. I was like going crazy. By the way, I knew you were researching me because I woke up and saw DJ Spider like <laughs> all my posts for like the past month. I'm like, oh, he's researching me. Well, I know it's he funny is. because I have followed you forever. Forever, yeah. You know, and I've seen your photography, which is great. And I just see you're such a creative person, you know, nice. like, and you just like, I feel like art, you know, like mm. you have an artistic eye, ear, brain, you know, all mm. of it. Um, but sometimes my thing stops showing me people or something <laughs> like I like I hadn't seen some your posts in a minute. And I yeah. was like, I'm like, did it unfollow him? And then I was like, oh, no, I've been following him. So I went through. I liked ones that I hadn't seen yeah. and I was researching. But I also was like trying to get it to show me your yeah. stuff again. No props to you for doing uh, your research. Because, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. Yeah, you know, I got to do research. You know, that's see, a lot of work. I was saying when you came in, like I've known your name and probably yeah. seen you DJ. I mean, over 20 years you know like yeah. i've been it's what 2022 i had been doing like underground hip-hop shows with my group like my under my hip-hop group like in probably 2001 to mm. 2005 like at the temple bar this place that you were a resident in mm. santa monica and like a lot of places you know that we yeah. both played and and i'd see see your name on flyers and hear you you know kill it at spots so yeah. um thanks, thanks yeah it was like i can't believe we haven't met before but yeah. i gotta look into and i knew a lot about you but you know not that much so yeah wanted no. to well, learn here more. we are yeah here we are nice to meet you hey nice to meet you am too. i hired <laughs> <laughs> you're hired buddy uh i think you're busy enough with your own we're stuff. all busy we're all busy <laughs> but yo the temple bar was such a magical space and a magical time it really was like i yeah. I, I missed elements like that or yeah. venues like that what's there right now uh it's now a it's like a restaurant i think okay yeah it's changed zanzibar was like the spot and yeah yeah, I miss all that. I miss that LA, but also I love what's happening. Like we were kind of talking about outside, but like I, I embrace change. Oh, hundred you know? percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I love change in, in everything. I mean, look, this podcast, we do it for beat source mm -hmm. and their main focus, um, 
it, you know, is providing music to DJs, but through streaming, you mm-hmm. know, and using this link technology they have, which is the most, you know, uh, things that DJs tend to fight is stuff like that. You know, every, oh my God. Serato, I I'm remember constantly the getting, yeah. So, so think about implementing streaming into your stuff. Like, I don't know, is that something you'd even do yet? No. So I'm right. afraid of streaming only because of the being dependent on Wi-Fi. Right. So, and that's and interesting. here's where you're going to sell me in one, on it. Right. But also that's, and look, here's I, where he's going to sell me in a <laughs> joint port right now. Go ahead. Play it. But, but there's an offline locker okay. system that you can store 1000 tracks offline. So, I don't think you play a thousand songs at a gig. I do a J Rock style. I mean, I like a first verse and I'm out. I, I know, could, but still. I could do a thousand do- song set <laughs> straight up. Like I like to, but okay, maybe you're right. A thousand, even if you played each one for thirty seconds, that's five hundred minutes. But the beauty of like, oh no! By the way, we're gonna get real <laughs> nerdy right now. Like I have all my crates. I've got my externals. My externals right. are backed up. Right, right, right. But I hear you, and I'm not against that. Well, I'm just saying, if you're getting, you know, probably an <laughs> average gig like. Four hour gig, maybe like a f- couple hundred songs. Well, here's here's the curveball yeah. though is I don't necessarily always do the d- same DJ set. I mean, I have like my heaters, right. but I also have like my salsa bangers, my cumbia bangers, right. and I like to throw people off with my well, DJ sets. Here's my little <laughs> selling point to most everyone says that. Oh, I can't depend on the Wi Fi, which I'm like, yeah. I same. Yeah. I would never fully depend on it at this point. But the couple things that have allowed me to get more comfortable with it is that number one. Most of the time, you can get pretty good Wi-Fi. Also, mm. it's just another tool to add on to your normal library. I'm constantly yeah. going to have my edits, my pre-done things, my all that stuff, you know. But to have another thing to be able to search and go, yo, this crowd seems so into Afrobeats. Mm. I know D James in the UK makes these insane Afrobeats um, playlists on BeatSource. I could dig into it and see what the newest stuff is, and it has um, acapella in, acapella out, intros transitions like everything already done yeah and you and you do have the good wi-fi you could do it or you've dragged them into your locker and you have them offline anyway and you don't have to worry about the are wi-fi these edits also available on dj city yes no okay so uh, these are exclusive uh some of the stuff is on dj city yeah but beat source is like fully legal you know mm-hmm. and also as a dj in the way that you are playing it on the radio and the people are going to get paid from that. Mm-hmm. That's what happens with beat source and Beatport and, and the streaming things in the same way Spotify does. So if a DJ plays it, it gives a play towards yeah, the you. thing. So if a hundred thousand DJs all play the song one time, that's a hundred thousand plays mm-hmm. for that song within the digital system, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever yeah, the yeah. royalties and all that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's some of the something things. Something to keep in yeah, mind. Something to keep in mind. <laughs> it's there. And, and I've been, like, digging more and more. And, you know, whatever. You're going to go to a Latin night. You're going to go to a wedding, you know, mm. or something like that. And you can just have these 80s playlists, 70s playlists, like, yeah. pre-made, you know. Yeah. And um, Sounds awesome. Beat Source like, made the deal t- uh, with the lawyers to be able to have intros and all like basically they can have streaming tracks that have been manipulated. Yeah, yeah. I guess. And so. it goes to the original writers and it's right. all yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So it's not like when we make an edit and we play it and then nobody knows and yeah. they never get credit or yeah. something. No, so I, I don't know. I think there's something to it. There's you know Again, I'm open to everything. But, uh, but and so I like the change too, is why yeah. I was talking about it. You know, yeah, like no, I dig it. The, the the future thinking ways. I, I have yet to do a full gig with Beat Source or Beatport. I mean mm-hmm. Um, 
but I've done some where there's a good amount or I've done some where I said, I was like, damn, these people are into this kind of music and I don't even know this or I need all the new hip hop or yeah. whatever it is, you know, yeah. and it's just in your Serato, like ready to go. Yeah. Do it's you get heady dope. during your DJ sets? Do you like, ah. what do you mean? Like, are you in your head when you're DJing? Or oh are you my pretty God. Like, to yeah. the, I'm probably one of the worst with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah. I mean, before I'm overthinking the shit out of it, like mm. I'll, I just like to over prepare, you know, yeah. for music things, yeah. whatever it is, you know. I mean, you know how it goes. Like they're like, yeah, we only want hip hop, and then the guy who's throwing the party says, no, I want some yeah. jazz. You're like, yeah, but that guy's paying me, right? And you're just like, oh, and then that's when you're in your head. You know, I go like, towards the person that's paying me. For yeah, sure. me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I like, um, yeah. I mean, of course, I overthink it. But once I'm DJing, mm -hmm. and once I kind of see what's going on mm -hmm. and get lay of the land for a little bit, I feel like I can settle yeah. in. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to just jump right on, you know, at a spot at like midnight, you know, it's yeah. dope being like a headliner DJ, but also you got to like, I don't know, yeah. have your plan or be able to switch up. Have plans. you ever had an opening DJ do your set? I mean, I've had them play songs that I thought I was going to play towards the beginning of my set. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's switch that up. You yeah, know, yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. over the past two weeks, both all my sets. I feel like I was like, Oh shit. What was that one song that heater that you couldn't wait to play that? Uh well, it wasn't that it was more just like, there's a few songs that are really big in these bottle service clubs in Vegas or in wherever yeah. I was, you know, like Peppa's and like some of these songs that are just like, uh -huh. you know, I'm going to play it as the person coming on at midnight or one in the morning. Yeah. But the person before me played it like right before I went on both <laughs> times. And I'm like, I don't care. Look, I could, yeah. You could play every hit song for the past five years and I will still come out and I could rock the whole night. I don't care. There's enough music. Like I was having this conversation with somebody and I'm like, we've been having this conversation forever, 15 years ago. Now there's been 15 years of songs since for we real. had that conversation. Yeah. So if you can't make it work, then yeah. you have a problem. It's always about adapting and overcoming. But it is kind of like, there's this big debate on Twitter right now where people are like, oh, the opening DJ should do this. The closing DJ this. The headliner... And I just, and then they're getting so mad and saying, no, you got to show off, you know, and get your, get your set in as the opener. And it's like, I just look at it as like food. Like yeah. you don't go to the restaurant and they give you like a huge steak or like whatever it is, a yeah. fried eggplant, you know, dinner, like whatever your preference is for food. Yeah. And then they give you a tiny appetizer. And then like, there's a reason why they kind of course it out mm -hmm. and they give you this to start and then this, and they're building it up. And that's what you're doing with the music. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's a beginning, middle end. Right. And uh, you know what? I'm going to jump around here. So I'm a big fan of wrestling. One of my favorite wrestlers is okay. Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. And Legend. he, yeah. And I was listening to, he was on a podcast before he passed away. And he oh, said, man. he said, you know, in wrestling, we tell stories, but we don't talk. Our moves are the words. And I was like, yo, like that applies to everything yo, in that's life. That's how I feel with my DJing. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm always he, like, I speak with my hands. Like, I've gotten better on the mic, yeah. but like, I will tell you with this if exactly. you just be patient for and a few you have minutes. your 9 p.m set you got your 10 p.m set whatever yeah. you got like your 1 a.m set your 3 a.m like you have right. it that's your story and you're yeah. telling a story and when people come up to us with their like requests like they don't understand a story and that's not hate it's just like like how do you want me to go like if i'm in a house set and you're asking for uh, abba right it's like come on <laughs> but, but also like i can't have these folks understand like you know i get it they just want to hear good music and yeah. i'm not like faulting them great suggestion however it just doesn't work right you know and yeah. so i don't waste my time like well the reason why i'm not doing this is because it's just like right. okay we'll get to that and 
whatever we may not but yeah it's just like i'm not about to have this conversation right about technicalities of djing so. like i never want to explain anything while i'm djing right <laughs> like yeah exactly that's I what don't I want, like there's people want you to explain so much like hey bro what you yeah. using there? What's the gear? Uh, what does that thing no, do? You're get, like, I'm not trying to explain. I'm not uh, here to like teach a class. I like, get the uncle that I used to be DJ. You know, what are you doing? You're with vinyl there, yeah, but what's the thing in the middle? Yeah, what's the little I'm domino? Like, it's called thing. YouTube at this point. Just look up what's the thing in the middle. Yeah, okay. or I get sound guys that are like, yeah, oh, this one sound guy. I was like, I was the president of my DJ chapter back in '89. I'm like, I mean, right. no, just like cool. Like yeah. we should have a fraternal family yes. like of DJs, yes. love. Yeah, but then they want to get into it, and I'm like, yo, bro, I'm DJing. You know, yeah. like ugh. I'm but literally like I don't want to hear a story. No I don't. Stories. No stories. <laughs> I, also, if you're gonna make a request, don't ask if you can make a request because you could have just made the request with that question. True. I hate that too. Like, true. Uh, can I make a request? You just did. Yeah. Like you just you wasted it. That was it. You yeah. That was like, your can I hear Kendrick Lamar. I'm out. Boom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I also love the interaction with people. Like it. I used no, to. Hate I it. love the interaction. I, I just feel it. like you should have like a common sense meter of the interaction like a really like a, you expect that from people in 2022 <laughs> common yes. sense i don't expect anything from anybody that's why i'm a great They've driver the social distancing like let's apply nah, that still, too you don't need to be in my, my ear like licking my if, eardrum if you drive around los angeles expecting the worst you'll be a great driver like i don't assume everybody <laughs> knows the rules same thing with djing like i just assume the worst in people not in a bad way but just like <laughs> true it, it's just like it is what it is and it's cool and we keep it moving yeah adapt and overcome boom Adapt and overcome is the ultimate mantra. You're right. Because yeah. that's what I've had to learn over 20-something years of DJing is just to be zen with whatever horrible thing happens. That's Otherwise, surf and do yoga. it will throw you off so much. Surf and do yoga that's probably helps so much. Because like things like meditation have helped me build up a tolerance with those kind of things where before it would have just thrown me off so bad and it'd yeah. take me like 20 minutes to get back to normal. Right. Where I can now it's like you can just take a second and like, that's breathe and like center it back you know otherwise yeah. you're gonna just go crazy or anyone else says anything else to you you're gonna just like take it out on them or something you just touched on a thing that i don't think djs talk about is that moment when you finish we'll get to that or we'll do that okay yeah and you look back at your serato or your record yeah. you're like what was i think where was i right like, okay where yeah, am they i took you out of that moment out of that moment right and it's almost like you aren't in the music anymore. You were in the middle of the song, and now you're just on top of it trying to figure out where to jump back in. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, the grooves are spinning real fast. You I got the jump chorus. In. And then, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got to listen to the second verse now. Oh, my God. I hate that when they make me miss my mix. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, okay, we're good. Life is good. I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful to be here. I do I'm yoga. Music I live in Venice. Yeah, I live in Venice. Meditation. <laughs> Basically, a lot of times I just think, you're DJing for people and yeah. getting paid. Life yeah. is good. There yeah. could be so many worse things. Like, there's nothing to be upset about right Absolutely. now. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Life know. is good. But it's, yeah, depends on the gig. And, and if you're doing one of those gigs where you're just, like, playing a bunch of shit you don't like anyway. <laughs> I was, but you know what? As I get older, I realize I just got to have fun. Like I can have fun in any situation. Same. You know? I'll so, create fun in my head. And yeah. I just entertain myself. Yeah. That's the beauty of getting older is like you just find entertainment in places where there is none. Yeah, that's true. You know, and like even if I'm doing like a friend's wedding, right? Yeah, same. I have fun. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to be the, oh, I don't want to play that. No. Like, no, I just, if you give, if you, okay, here's the secret of DJing. Transmit good energy. Right. I would rather watch a DJ who's having fun, so train wrecking, but having fun. Yeah. 
cool. I'd rather watch that than some '90s hip hop DJ who's like, right. You know, it's like yeah. I want to be. I want to be around that good energy. Yeah, no, it really is the good energy. I remember doing a gig one time and. No one was really paying attention, but mm -hmm. I was like so hyped to do the gig and I was having so much fun and I'd put so much work into the crate I had built and I was coming up with dope mixes on the fly. I was like playing a Motown song into like mm -hmm. a Mark Ronson. So I don't know what I was doing, but the, the drums were working. It was that feeling, you know, yeah. you get that euphoric feeling when things are mixing together perfectly yeah. and and i didn't even know who was watching me or not no one was dancing it was that early part of the party anyway and these two people came up to me and they were like we are having so much fun watching you dj mm -hmm. because you're having so much fun and all, and i was like that's amazing you know and i just mm -hmm. feel like that taps into that where yeah. you're like just DJ as if nobody's watching in a way, you know what yeah. I mean? And just have fun with it and do it for the right reasons. Yeah. And then when people are dancing, you gotta, you know, yeah, read the cool. room. Yeah. But like, yeah, transmit that good energy, feel how to tap into that good energy. And that comes from being genuine and doing what you want to do, you yeah. know? So I think like, like your show morning becomes eclectic, being able to play all that music probably gives you this boost of just like feeling good and yeah. being able to start the show with like i was saying this morning with the jefferson airplane mm -hmm. explain who sampled it explain all the stuff have that cool feeling of listening to that song and then you're mixing into like what i don't know you played some unreleased mm. song and you were playing like all i listened to the whole show i mean oh, so cool. much dope music Thank and you. i was saving a bunch of it and um you know just being able to introduce all that stuff and then yeah. do you look up all the facts beforehand and mm, i would say in real time okay so but i mean i knew that tom scott reference i knew right, like the right. minute i, heard I knew song. some of it but you had it pretty damn organized the way you like spit it out i was like oh shit i didn't know it like that i, I learned that fact maybe 20 minutes before i played okay, it, it was, but, I, but it was I, cool thank you but yeah. i mean i think it's important too to provide context like anybody can play records but can you give context totally like why'd you play yeah. that you know or yeah um, I'm a big fan of connecting the dots because okay. I feel like a lot of music comes from something and it's all related. You know yeah. I mean? It, it's a symbol for life as well. Like Beyonce and like the house music. I think that's great that she's doing that. And yeah. I think it's a continuation of black music. Like I can't oh, stand yeah. when people are like, Oh, why is she getting into it? Like, well, yep. she's like, she's showing love to the community. She's showing love to, 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 to the, to, to one of the most, powerful music genres today yeah. and she's given it life and she's given an extension and she's shedding right. light on like grace jones and all these folks who came before her yep. honey dijon and like she's putting all these worlds together and I, i'm so happy that she's doing it and again yeah. my point is everything's connected yeah yeah, yeah i agree what well, what is and i feel like eclectic can be such a vague word in a way mm -hmm. where to me i know what it means but like what is it what do you picture when you hear morning becomes eclectic or even just eclectic DJ set? Cause I try to tell people yeah. that, Oh, I, I like, what kind of style do you have? I'm like, ah, you know, I can play a pretty eclectic set, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, Oh, well, what kind of music, you know? And I'm like, I mean, that's a good follow up question everything. because it is kind of, I mean, I, I, it's, it's folk next to jazz next to hip hop. Right. Next to an edit. I don't know. Like it, it's, it's all these different things really. It, it's yeah. us too. It's a, it's a it's a taco with all these ingredients. It's Los Angeles. It's a bean burrito with rice and right. cheese and and refried beans and steak and asada. Like it's yeah, it's a burrito. Eclectic is a burrito, <laughs> you know. And yeah. it, but 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 anybody can put that together. But how do you make it tell a story? Roddy Piper, rest in peace. Like yeah. how do you? Anybody could be eclectic. But how, like right. you could put on a Spotify playlist 
look up eclectic and there it is. But like, how do you humanly tell that story? Yeah. How do you humanly make it eclectic? And yeah. that's what we do as humans. Right. And one of the things I love, like it, it's so weird. I'll play a song and I'm like, my assistant will tell me like, Oh, that's that person's birthday today. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like no way. And like a Diana Ross record and it's her birthday. Like, um, it's cosmically, happened. it's cosmic, it cosmic. <laughs> I mean, I know I sound weird, but it cosmically nah, happens yeah. often. Right. And then we'll play things and we'll hear like little things like, um, this dude, I love Kuko, who's amazing. Um, he's got this new song. Out. I'm like, Oh wait, that sounds like a Tame Impala song. Yeah. And I'll get Tame Impala queued up. I'll mix it. And then I'll explain. And then I look up in an interview at, before I explain and it'll yeah. Kuko references Tame Impala as a, as an inspiration. I'm like, Oh, no wonder you hear it. Yeah. So then it's our job to, explain that right you know what i'm saying and that's why you're a good dj and music fan because you already heard the di- you know the uh connection connection between yeah. it yeah 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 yeah. so that's that's, cool. that's the beauty man and i think you you and you, you know your co-host like and the people probably that produce the show and work there i think you guys lean towards music that is soulful in one respect or another, not mm-hmm. is genre based, but just whatever genre it is, yeah. people are doing it for a genuine reason and for, for the musical sake rather than a business sake. For, Absolutely. You know. Well, we don't do it for validation. Like yeah. we never, and that's probably why it's taken me honestly, like straight up. I think my journey individually has taken me way longer because I've always avoided validation. Like I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do it because I've been curious um, I feel like I probably would have been successful a lot faster if I would have made connections, but like I grew right. up socially awkward. Like I really, well, a lot of DJs never, do. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I, I've never joined a DJ crew. I've never been represented. And it's right. like looking back, I wish I would have built more connections, you know what right. I'm saying? But instead I kind of like went my own weird away. And, um, but again, it, it goes back to what you said. Like we don't do it f- for the industry. We don't do it for validation. Yeah. We do it cause we love it. Right. Same reason why you do it, you know? Yeah. And and everybody we love, that's the thing is everybody we love loves music. Right. And when I say that these industry people, they love music. Oh yeah. Like that's like we all love music totally, and it comes from a good place. Yeah. Is it super hard to run a morning show or just a radio show with, um, so many different styles though of being like, Oh my God, I'm hearing all this music. How do I organize it? Like, how do you even decide what, goes on you know what's yeah. on the show and and even then separate it from your dj gigs and what you're going to play at your gigs yeah. and i can't imagine what your serato organization Man, looks like it's crazy i have like a kcrw crate okay right and then, and then when that's I open, just separate in sub crates in there yep. and okay. when i open that up it'll show like my bank which is like the history of all the music that i've ever collected for kcrw oh my God. and then i have like this month and then i have a new music friday crate which is like the most current stuff right yeah, so there's a lot, but my favorite moment is Friday night when I'm DJing in a club. Yeah. And I close that KCRW crate and it's got all my club crates. Right. And all like my reggae, my Latin. And it's like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, I'll worry about KCRW crate on Monday morning. Right. You know, so yeah. I'm very much a person who loves to organize. And we're about to get nerdy again. Oh, what I love to do, do is <laughs> I love to color code in Serato. So, like, oh, okay. my reds are the hot records. Oh, okay. Um, my reds are also like artists that are coming to Los Angeles. And is this more in the KCRW crate or the DJ crate KCRW or both? Crate. Okay. And then my blues are instrumentals. So, if I like Ooh. have a nice instrumental piece that I want to talk over, oh, that's blue. a good idea. Okay. And then like orange are songs that I'm kind of like iffy on, but like they're still kind of cool. like them. They're cool. Okay. <laughs> And then my, yeah, and then I have another color that are, that are like my edits, like my Nick bike edits or whatever. Oh, like, right. That I yeah, I heard my, you play a Nick bike edit uh, Yeah, today. Diana Ross, Love Hangover. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, so like 
And that helps me because my brain literally goes into a million different directions and I need something to keep it on track. <laughs> Even talking <laughs> on too. air, man, I'm just like, I want to say a million things. Right. But I'm like, no, keep it short. You yeah. Know? Less is more. Less rock, more talk. Right. No, you guys are very professional. Like nice. you sound very good. In we're really good not. You we're, well, thank you. But no, no. But whoever you know, <laughs> you guys rein it in. Like you go, hey, boom, we're giving you this thing. Yeah. We're on to the next. You know, yeah. like we're giving you facts. We're telling you about shows coming up. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I feel like there's a style of KCRW, right, or public radio that's different than Power 106. You know, we're talking, absolutely. We're here in the morning. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Shout out to Gina. Gina listening all the way to work. What up? Here we go. Okay. Sweet Bells. James Car Insurance. You know? <laughs> hey, it's Rick Casey Casey. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a different, and you guys have a different thing where you're almost like speaking slowly to the people out there, you know, in a yeah. understandable way. Well, you want to know why? why? Because yeah. there's a technique and it doesn't work for every station. Right. When you talk like this and you're slowed down a bit, mm-hmm. see what you're doing right now is you're hanging on to every word that I'm saying. Right. I, did I tell you what happened today at the station? Uh, no. So when I came in, I noticed that there was like something red on the floor, right? Yeah. And I thought it was blood. No. Yeah. And when I came in and I started looking into the studio, I opened the door, right? And see what you're leaning in. <laughs> There's no story here. I just, <laughs> but if I talk to you real fast, it, it gives me anxiety. Right, right, right. So I'm learning this, by the way. Like I've always talked fast. Like right now, this is like my babito. Like, right, right. But I'm learning to slow down because people lean in. And that's that concept is new to me. Like, wait, what? Right. So almost like you just say something, let it land. Let it land. See, the, you know, it the goes, other people's reaction or picture it if you're on the radio. Exactly. Give them the things to almost like Tarzan to each rope, you know, and hang exactly. on to each one. And then. Rather than like, oh my God, I was going through the place and you saw at the airport and this guy was like, oh my God, I'm like, what are you doing? And he went to the thing and you're like, yo, I can't even hear you anymore. There's already enough anxiety said. in the world, right? Yeah. Like you put on the news and like Mar-a-Lago and Biden oh la, 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 la. Yeah. and it's like, whoa, you're right. here with us. We're going to hang out. We're going to be right. cool. Yeah. Just trying to flip through every app at this point. Like, okay, I'm going to go on TikTok and then yeah. the YouTube shorts and the- nah, You slow it down when you come to KCW. Twitter and the- Yeah, like, that's true. We breathe a little bit. Yeah. 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 And, it give, and the music goes with it too. You know, it's yeah. like- Gives you, uh, definitely takes away your anxiety. That's the point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's that's our goal. That's great. Um, and how long were you at KCRW? You were doing other shows there, right? Yeah, well, I was on, I think, for 15 years, maybe. 14, wow. 15 years. I was started off as a late-night DJ, and that was fun. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, being weird. I used to DJ in club. Actually, I still do. I would DJ at a club, end at 2, and I'd be on air at 3 a.m., Oh my god, that's kind of nice, actually. <laughs> yes and no, like the adrenaline. But then you're yeah, by because yourself. you got somewhere to go. I'm always up yeah. after, but then you're so tired and you sleep all day. I'm yeah, sure. but I mean, you get obscure and dark. Like you play some crazy stuff that you couldn't play in a club. Yeah, but then um, you know, I started at KCSN and doing college radio, and that was fun at CSUN. And yeah. then um, right before I got Morning Becomes Eclectic, I was doing a show on K Rock as well, right? Alternalido, which was the first Latin show on K Rock. And that was awesome. Yeah, it was a way to showcase a lot of Latin rock and a lot of what's happening and something different. And then um, once I got Morning Becomes Eclectic, I had to focus on that. And I'm no complaints there. Like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you were doing some other stuff too, like a podcast. And I saw you used to do that tune-in show a few years ago. And I diffuse uh, crate diggers for Fuse, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, that was dope. Talking to DJs, like 
getting nerdy about yeah. stuff in record stores. Yeah. So that's so cool. You know, the, the, the places that DJing can take you and yeah. then being able to host and talk on the mic and do, yeah. do what you do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And also like, it's interesting. Cause I, I like these institutions that I speak of, like they need people like us to connect them to what's happening in the streets, to movements, right. to things that are happening. Yeah. And so they rely on us. And it's like, when you can be that, creator and also communicate and connect worlds together like i got a call from like rest in peace anthony bourdain's people like they were like we're coming to la roy Choi suggested you and i'm like wow i'm honored roy Choi suggested me number oh one God, amazing but we want to know what's happening in la and I yeah. said, like what's happening on the east side and i told him about this really cool collective subsuelo and they went and they connected and i got it's just like again when people know that you're the person to call like it's awesome. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, check the, and I was able to shine light on those kids that are amazing yeah. DJs and producers and um, just connecting dots. Like yeah. going back to what I was saying on the radio, when you can connect dots, yeah. that's the beauty. Yeah. And it comes from putting yourself out there too. I think people yeah. knowing to hit you up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not being afraid to just be creative and keep putting things out there, whatever it is, you know, yeah, musically yeah. mixes, remixes. I mean, you do music production stuff too. Yeah. 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 I have, I think three or four albums on a label that uh, flying Lotus used to be on. It was an indie label called plug research. Okay. And it's dope because a lot of the music I made is really like from the heart, but I made that and forgot about it. And then now I'm getting like syncs. Like now it's being picked up for like oh, TV shows great. and it's like, Oh, there's a check here. Yeah. Five, six, ten years later. It's crazy. Cool. Yeah. It's amazing. So it's a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. And so what's the prep like for each radio show, especially since you have a co-host and I know she, mm -hmm. you know, is very knowledgeable in music and does a lot mm -hmm. of dope stuff too. How do you guys like sync up? Cause every morning, right? I mean, not the weekend, yeah. but like, how do you even sync up and figure out who's going to play what and what, who's going to say what? We like, don't and, have that conversation, okay. believe it or not. But I've known her, we've done podcasts for like I've known her. We've done podcasts for like a while prior. Really? Yeah. Okay. We used to like do all kinds of interesting podcasts and talk to cultural figures. And it was like kind of a passion project. Right. So we have a chemistry that's been established. Okay. But like in terms of music, like if she doesn't play it, I'll play it. Okay. You know, like today we had like five new songs and I just played two and I figured she'd play the next two or whatever. Are you DJing? Like is she DJing? Like on turntables? She's on a controller. I'm on two turntables. Oh, so you guys both oh, have we're a DJ in two setup. separate studios. In the same room, we have a glass between us because oh. of COVID. Oh, wow. I was wondering yeah. how you can kind of be back doing it super safely. I feel like things yeah. are pretty much back, but. Yeah, feels like it. Um, but uh, we have a glass window that, that we're in two different studios that face each other. Crazy. So you can't even hear each other. We have a talk back button. Oh, okay. So you can not talk in the mic, but you can say, okay, I'm going to do yeah, this. Why yeah. don't you play the next three? Boom. Okay, and then the music can be going, and then you can get on and go, hey, how you doing? Yeah, just you know, like do that. the professional. Hey, how you doing? That's <laughs> <what> I, <laughs> not that you sound anything like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean. Hey, how are you? <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But, um, right, okay. So so that's an interesting way to work together. It and is. You, you guys have your preferred um, DJ setup, which Correct. you have, what, two techniques and an S9, S9. or something? Yep. And she has her controller. Mm -hmm. um which she's comfortable on. And then you can say, okay, we're going to do it like this. So. Yeah. I mean, we have a little, like a check-in in the morning, kind of like we have giveaways, by the way, we have like huge giveaways, like shows at the Hollywood bowl and things like that. I know it's, it's nuts. It's amazing. And you know, we talk about, okay, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Okay, cool. We kind of this rhythm where even if yeah. somebody misses something, we cover for that person. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really magical. Right. Yeah. And do you like, 
I definitely have heard you scratch on there and mm. do some mixes, and then sometimes I hear just the songs end and it kind of goes in. I love that, by the way. I yeah. love letting the songs fade because I'm my brain. Yeah, and perhaps you could relate Even to this. Even some mixes I've heard you, I heard you do where you were mixing it, but you f- did the fade thing. Yeah, but it was kind of nice because it was kind of like a dope radio mix. It was like yeah, it was on beat and it went together really cool, but it still had that feeling of the song ended. Yeah, it wasn't like. You don't know where it starts and ends, yeah. like which is great for a DJ, but on the radio it's different, especially to it highlight is. songs. Well, also, yeah, to highlight songs because the thing is, I'm trying to untrain myself. Like, yeah. there's a lot of untraining, like the way I talk fast and on the radio when I said slow down. That's one yes. thing. Yeah. Also, technically, like I love blending and it's cool because there's a cohesiveness and right. I like that kind of blend. But also, there's something magical about an old school fade. Yeah, you know, and I I love when songs. I love when songs end with a string section or something. Yeah, and then you can bring in that next song. But some songs do the fades, and it's like you know you right. just kind of make it work because there's a there's a beauty to that. Yeah, that I forget. And again, I gotta untrain my mind, right. which is all about eight bar intros, quantize. Yeah. Like I, that's out the window, bro. Right. Like, you know, and how how much freedom do you have to play those edits, like the Nick bike edit? And freedom, stuff. like. Everything is freedom. Like that's the show. so cool. We we are encouraged, and I'm and I'm totally supportive of this to play. Yeah, a lot of the bands like if we're presenting their shows in L. A. Right. So that makes like sense. that's a no brainer. They're like, coming to Hollywood Bowl in yeah. two weeks or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. We got we're gonna play them and support it. Also support the show. So right. And it's an ecosystem that's all about supporting talent. Whether you're Tame Impala, whether you're Joe Schmo, and you made a beat in your bedroom, like we look for that too. Like yeah. to me, that holds equal weight. Right. 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 And do you have any, like, I mean, I know this is a pretty amazing thing you're doing, so I'm not taking anything away from it, but do you have any other goals and dreams in the radio world and things you would mm-hmm. want to do? Or? Yeah. I, I sometimes think about, like, moving to Wyoming or, like, somewhere. <laughs> really? Yo, like, yeah, like, near Yellowstone. Okay. I don't know. I've, like, lived in L.A. all my life, and, like, yeah. I'm used to the traffic and the grit, but, like, right. working at, like, a NPR affiliate station out there and, yeah. like, just working at, at a small station and just kind of enjoying nature i think right you know what i'm saying yeah like getting away from the hustle and bustle of right. everything and you know like you meet so many people who have angles and you're always getting emails with people servicing you the new record like right. i just want to get away from that and, and <laughs> just enjoy sunsets with my dog and right i don't know things like that man i think about yeah. that you ever think about that or am i tripping here no you're not tripping i mean everyone has their own thing and yeah What's yours? I, I, I definitely uh I definitely have thought about that. I mean, I, I like living. Mm. There's something I like about cities. They like give, I like going to a, like a place in the middle of nowhere, but then after a while when I come back to a city, whether it's New York or L.A., it just gives me this like rush of energy yeah. and I want to go do this and that and I'm seeing what other people are doing and it's like inspiring. It makes me want to do things. Yeah. And sometimes when I go to a super relaxing place, it's the best, but then I also just feel like, I could just do this forever. Like I don't need to go yeah. back and do anything. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's wrong, but well, you um, know, you know what I do in the meantime before I reach that um, is, and by the way, my, my ultimate goal is just happiness and Zen, like for real, I don't need as it should be a lot, but what I do in lieu of that goal is I, I do a lot of road trips by myself or with my dog to clear I, my head. I was going to bring that up. I saw Man. on your Instagram, you were like, where should I go on my next road trip? And I was going to yeah. say, have you figured it out? Probably Wyoming. Okay. Driving my Wyoming. dog. I mean like somewhere up there. I, nice. We went to Yosemite recently and it's just nice to like listen to podcasts. And oh yeah. Lose yourself or listen to music. And yeah. like, it's such a great form of providing clarity in your head. Right. You know? So yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, do you like, like, where do you, 
on the road trip, do you like camp out or something? No, or like, I'm not that rugged. <laughs> Although I, do, I do bring a sleeping bag just, in, just case. in case. But I mean, 2022 is such a great time where like I'll just break out the Airbnb app oh, and try yeah. to find something for that night. Right. Or just hotels tonight or Motel wherever Six the hell you are. Motel 6 is yeah. my go-to because they're dog friendly. Oh, true. But like, yo, like when Coachella was happening, I knew I couldn't go east on the 10 so i went right. up north and went up to yosemite then went up to san francisco came back down made it in time for my show on monday morning and it's just like oh, amazing it's like i want to do all that before like i can't you know yeah. what i'm saying and yeah totally just like i was never by the way i was never a nature person until recently like, i was okay. never in a joshua tree until recently and i was never in the long drives until recently and it's like interesting something clicks man yeah it's really cool, yeah. Yeah, you need that nature. Well, you got the surfing and the yoga and the beach, yeah. Venice. And I'm not a beach yoga surfing person. Right. I, I am. I only say that because I don't want people to put me in a box. <laughs> it's just like I get in the water, I ride my waves, and I come home, and I'm right. done. I do my yoga. I do it because it provides clarity, oh, and I'm 100%. done. I come home, and I'm watching yeah. wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, that's the what yin it is. and the yang right yeah, there. Yeah, man, the duality. <laughs> yoga and... And wrestling. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a duality that's been around all my life. Like, yeah. being a club DJ and then being on, like, and KCRW. Right. You know, like, I have people that come to my gigs yeah. that are like, you're not playing the KCRW music. I'm like, nah, man. I'm, right. I'm turning up. And then vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What what are your gigs? I know you do Fridays. At um, Townhouse. At Townhouse. That's fun. Uh, the it same owners dope. of Townhouse. Uh, same owners of Temple Bar and Zanzibar. Oh, really? So, it's, like, a really cool speakeasy downstairs. Okay. It's huge. I mean, huge for me. But uh, Where is it? It's off Windward. It's 52 Windward. Okay. It's off Pacific. It's like right in the historic part of. Yeah. And that whole area is changing in a good way. And I live like two blocks away from it. So nice. it's nice best. and local, man. Yeah. I love that. Literally walk to work. I, yo, I used to do Vegas, man. And that was so brutal. Right. You were doing what? SLS? And SLS. My yeah. man, that was so brutal. Like oh, flying in and then the promoter like, yeah, you're flying out at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Yeah. And like I'm done at 4 or 5 a.m. And it's like. Oh my god, I've done that a million times. I mean, the past two Fridays I was in Vegas, so yeah. I've, I'm like just been recovering sleep wise. Uh, like today, <laughs> yeah, it must be brutal. It's a lot. Yeah, looks good I, on paper. I booked my own flights, uh, so I've made it. Yeah, uh, more reasonable. That's you know, good. told my wife, I'm like, yo, I'm leaving at like 6 p.m. I'm coming home at like 5 p.m. You know, I'm gonna. Wait, like you flew sleep. the day of the gig. I I fly the day of the gig most of the time. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Friday night I played at Tau. I think my set was at 12.30 midnight, mm -hmm. and um, I I landed at, like, 8 o'clock, just, like, popped in, changed my clothes, had dinner, DJ'd, yeah. and then I was going to go out, uh, try to go somewhere else because um, uh, Silk Sonic is doing all these shows and after parties, and mm -hmm. they were doing it at this place on the record after, and Anderson Pack DJs, all mm -hmm. vinyl in this little room. But by the time I was done, it was like three in the morning, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. See, that's yeah. brutal, bro. Yeah, that's brutal. And then like having a gig on Saturday, like when you fly in, is just like I couldn't do it. I know, man. Like I'm I still doing that. I did. I had a gig in the East Coast Sunday, so uh -huh. I literally flew to New York the next day from Vegas. Did the got there at night? Did the gig Sunday in the East Coast, and then just flew back Monday, and then basically I'm here. Oh, <laughs> jeez. But uh, I don't know. I'm u I'm used to it from before, and mm. you know, catching up on sleep and seeing people I like mm. are the two things that are hard. But yeah. uh, 
yeah yeah somehow make it work i mean you gotta yeah it's like you know you made it this far yeah exactly <laughs> no turning back now i know yeah yeah like i said who knows in the future i'll probably dig back into some music supervision or I'm things i can you. do where i'm i'm living here yeah uh or i can go on road trips with my family and dog like you're saying but you. um for now, I'm you know the pandemic slowed everything down. It's coming back. I'm like fuck it. I'm just gonna take advantage. Yeah, hit these airplanes and you know gigs. And if they want to book me, I'll go do it. Yeah, well know? they're booking you, so something's yeah. working. So yeah, keep it's working. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us about that kind of part of your world. You know, I know oh. like you got called by J Lo to go play in the oh, Bronx yeah. with her. You were in Japan. You were. You had some story. I mean, I have a bunch I want to ask you about, like Prince playing air guitar to your DJ set Prince or something. Was the like, worse. <laughs> he would try to throw me off beat because he <laughs> would. He would. Okay, so tell us about that. Like, what? What is the Prince thing? Like, what? He would. I mean, because he would come to the gigs, Temple Bar, and then okay. at Sayers in Hollywood, and like, right. he would always like come behind me and like tap his heel. Oh god! And he'd fall off beat, like intentional. <laughs> I know he's messing with me. He, right, he would do he's it so off beat, perfect musically. Yeah, and he's all off beat, and he's all clapping hard. And I'm like, you know, as a DJ, you're trying to match the beat, and I'm like, right. what is that snare? I was like, oh, that's his heel, you know. And I, it's like <laughs> he's just behind you doing that. Just behind me, yeah. And then, and like, it was so hard. Like he would always, you'd always see him walking to the DJ booth because he would sit behind me. And but I remember one time he was playing the air guitar. I'll never forget. I was playing before Serato, Roger and Zap, more bounce to the ounce. Yeah. And he loved it. And he was playing air guitar. And you know, I'm like, oh my God, I hope this record doesn't skip. I hope this record doesn't skip. Cause I feel like he would look at me. And it didn't, <laughs> thank God. And but dirty ass needles. Yeah. <laughs> and he would like, he would turn to people that he was with and he was like, I could see him dissecting more bounce to the ounce. He's like, right. You hear that? You hear that change? Yeah. I, I was like looking out of my peripheral. And it's like, you know, you're basically tailoring a set towards Prince. Of course. Forget the room. Yeah, Yeah, forget everybody else. So it's like funk and soul, and he had a great time. Yeah, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that was cool. Wow. And the J-Lo thing was random because I was doing this TV show for Fuse, and she had heard me at one of our events, and which is weird. So straight up, this is some fun DJ stuff. I don't know why, but they had me play right before her, right? Okay. Which is cool because I'm eclectic. So I got the reggae, I got yeah, the heaters, I got like some salsa. But do you know who played before me? No. It's the person who should have played before J-Lo, Cypher Sounds. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I'm watching Cypher on the mic and, you know, storyteller. You know, oh, what do y'all know about this song? Boom, right? He's hilarious. And he too, stops yeah. and he goes, okay, wait, if you're from Brooklyn, you know this one. Uh, right? Just hold yeah. on. You ain't ready for this. And I'm just like, oh, great. Mr. Eclectic's coming on after Cypher Sound. Right, right. And, and I'm a fan of Cypher. So, like, oh, I already yeah. know this is not good, whoever did this. Because <laughs> I'm not talking on the mic. I'm right. playing, like, Murder, She Wrote, and says whatever. Right. And, and he's just, like, killing it. New York classic after New York oh, classic. Oh, my God. But right. um, he's built for that. Yeah. And then, like, I, you know, Jayla has a production team, and they're like, five minutes, and you're off. Cool. And then, whatever. And I'm DJing, I'm doing my thing, and I'm showing off. Yeah. Like, cool. I can't talk like that, but like, right. check yeah, out this beat all juggling. Your, yeah. The skill. And next thing I know, I go to grab something, and I look, and like, they move the entire table off stage, and they're ready for Jayla. I was like, oh, okay. Like, time and, to get off. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Cause Jayla's like, it's her time, but I totally right. lost track of time. But like, her team was like, just. Table's gone. Everything was gone. I'm like, oh, shit. I felt naked. <laughs> you, you turn I turn around. And they come back and you're like, there's nothing here. There's nothing. Where like everything David go? Copperfield. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, That's man. Hilarious. I mean, it's just like 
I'm blessed to have these situations because, like, yeah. I shouldn't be opening for JLo. I shouldn't be closing for Cypher. But, like, it's just like, like you said something that caught my attention that I totally agree with, and especially with DJing. And people have a hard time understanding this concept that sometimes it is vine after vine. Yeah. Those opportunities come, and that's hard to explain to people yeah. who are have a mindset of like, "What's your five year plan?" Right? You know, that's been always an issue. It's always been an issue, like yeah. with partners. Like, "What's your plan?" I'm like, "Yo, like, I don't know what something's guiding me." Yeah. I'm basically Tarzan grabbing yeah. that vine. Yeah, and you're surfing. I and mean, I'm that's surfing. what I say to people too. Is like, a lot of times that people see me 10, 15 years, like, "Oh, you're still doing it," or something. You know, yeah. and I'm like. Or they'll ask me like, oh, how do you do this? Or or what should I do for this? Or give me advice. And I'm like, everyone's different. Everyone has a different path. And in a way, I feel like I'm just surfing this insanely mm -hmm. huge wave. And I've figured out how to like steadily do it. And sometimes I crash down and sometimes mm -hmm. I have to swim back on the board. Or yeah. sometimes the board's real steady. But like, or it's the Tarzan thing like yeah. your, or lily pads or whatever it is. But that's what... The DJ and the creative world is. I'm sure being a writer and being in all these different worlds, you know, you have different projects that you work on, you know, and as a DJ, yeah, yeah that's why with surfing, you know, you learn how to surf, you know, and, and make it work. And yeah. with DJing too, you're like, oh, I got, I got this new show. I'm doing Morning Becomes Eclectic. I got mm. this Friday night in Venice and mm. it's always going to be something else, you yeah. know, and you figure out how to make it work or you don't, but, mm. um, it's at the end of the day, it's you versus you, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. you can look around, Oh, why is this person doing that or that? You know, as much as you blame everyone yeah. else, it's really, you can make anything happen, Absolutely. which is what we were saying in the it's beginning. It's all about your energy. Yeah. Transmit positive energy. If you give good energy, you'll get good gigs. Yeah. It's true. You know, yeah. And you'll make great friends. And if you sit there focusing on what everyone else is doing and why you're not doing it. Yeah. You just manifest that to snowball into itself over and over yeah. and over. I feel like. Well, one of know. the great things I love now is watching all my friends become DJs. Like, yeah. like friends right. that I've known forever that are like hitting their forties, like yeah. bought a controller, and they're great, and yeah. I'm happy. Like, good. Like, you know, I I see a lot of chitter chatter among DJs on Twitter. Like, oh, you're more concerned about your selfies, or not me, but like yeah. in general, like you know, you're more focused on this and your streamings, whatever. And I'm like, yo, like the you can step up your game like right don't right. get stuck That's in your box step up do twitch do these things yeah. do a pod do things get outside of your comfort zone right because that's what all these new djs are doing and like god bless them like i'm a proponent of anybody who shares music and i think it's a beautiful thing yeah and i think we live in the greatest time for that totally yeah. yeah i think it's only getting better too you know with like like i said you guys have an app the kcrw app mm -hmm. and the website and i'm sitting there just listening to the show live and then the the uh, archive and then the mm -hmm. playlist and then I can link to it and uh, having Twitch and now like, you know, YouTube with the ability to do like the boiler room sets and things legally. Mm -hmm. Like eventually we're going to be sharing music, you know, in that sort of virtual world and like all that kind of stuff, I think, you know, yeah. that was something that, that I, I had, uh, I wanted to ask you about was like, you know, you're because I saw you guys did a virtual event for mm -hmm. a lot of the supporters because people that either don't want to come out or aren't in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just wanted to see, you know, your thoughts on that, what that was like, and then your thoughts on those types of things in the future, you know, in the yeah. metaverse or whatever it is. I mean, it's a beautiful thing the fact that you can stream your DJ sets and make people feel connected from around the world. And that yeah. was our goal. Cause we also have a lot of supporters that live in like Oakland or San Francisco or London. Right. And that was our way of like, look, you're invited to the party. Yeah. And thinking globally, 
yeah. places locally, you right. know. Um, Your show is so global, too. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I forget that sometimes. Music, you know. But also, yeah, the, the people who And the people the who listen, right. Exactly. All that. Like, we've been playing a lot of this record off of a... It's called Dance Dance. It's a Bollywood movie. And then when we play that, it's like, yo, that sounds like so 2022. You know, it's like, like I said, everything's connected. Yeah. And so... Thanks to the internet, we're all connected, whether it's Twitch, whether it's our live streams, whether it's the app. Yeah. It's about building that bridge and not thinking locally. Although, like, I love listening to shows like Giles Peterson in London because I want to hear what London sounds like. 100%. So, huge I mean, fan he's of always that. been one of my, you know, yeah. biggest inspirations. I remember going to London and seeing him and being like, who is this person? This is the best thing I've ever yeah, seen and yeah. heard. And, you know, and, yeah. and then over time being able to listen to him. And now he has his whole own radio station. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, and he's supporting so many, like the thing that's great about his station is that he's got like a, a Tokyo station. He's got a LA. Yeah. So it literally is worldwide. Right. And it's broadcasting from different cities. So you're yeah. getting a taste of those scenes. And I think that's what we're trying to do as well with what we do. Like, right you know we're all connected to some different thing and yet we're like voltron we come together yeah. and it's like we entertain yeah you know um so that's great how did the virtual event go it was great it, you know a lot I of mean, people how are they watching like on youtube or something yeah so okay. we connected with a soul in the horn which is a great party oh yeah natasha, natasha diggs yeah and they they i'd love to have her on this show oh too. you should she's yeah. such like we did an episode of Crate Diggers with her, and she's like a huge music fan. Not yeah. about the validation. Oh, I watch her on Twitch all the time. Yeah. She's so amazing. Yeah, she gets it. She's she's just amazing. But um, yeah, we got a lot of great feedback, and again, it was about showing love to those who are outside of our bubble. And right, and I think that's that's also there's something to be said there is like when we're talking about like DJing, is getting outside of your bubble. Yeah, you know, like I'm I love playing those parties. We're like, oh my god, can I rock this? And you do, and you're like, yeah. Ooh. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, making yeah, people Yeah, I love that too. That's like why I love doing like a private event and then a Vegas club, you know? And yeah. it's like, okay, I'm going to play insane, mindless, big room EDM music and mm -hmm. then go to, you know, a very specialized party and then do a party where they tell me to do my thing and I can be very eclectic. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, just kind of so all over the place. That's that's like the ninja DJ right there. Yeah. You know, you're ready for anything. Adapt and overcome. Right. Ready for anything. Utilize your years of experience for good use, you know, yeah. rather than like, I've been doing that forever. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, well then if they ask you to play a 90s hip hop set, you can or play, mm. you know, the newest like Afro beats, you mm. know, and just mix everything together or yeah. French music or, you know, yeah, whatever. no, for real. I love surprising people though. I love curveballs. Yeah. Like, yeah, same. One of my favorite things to blend is like Stevie Wonder, Science Hill delivered out of that into E40, blow the whistle. Like it just works so well. I got the eight bar <laughs> intro. People are like, what are you doing? Like, just trust me. And it's just, like, just trust me. It's fun. Yeah. And it's like blending those two different things together is like, I mean, you know, and like when you said surfing, it's funny because I remember when I started DJing, like surfing the, uh, yeah, the, old speed the, the, thing, the pitch, the pitch. Fader, yeah. You're like, huh, like I'm off, I'm on, I'm off. Like exactly. I felt like I was surfing. That's like surfing. Totally. You get better at it, you know, and knowing the amount of time it's going to take for it to change. Yeah. And, uh, how much to push it up and back, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're falling behind Pitch and control. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. So surfing. Yeah. Sur yeah. No surfing. I mean, a lot of good DJs like surfing and there's probably a reason why, you yeah. know, our job and our DJ sets, everything is so fluid. You know, you have to be in that fluid mindset for everything to be able to work. And if you're too rigid, it's not going to work out. Yeah. 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 That's but true. It's fun. It's fun. Um, what um so like i said you do a lot of photography mm. you know i see that and um 
Do you have any other like hobbies? You know, you're into besides that. Um, wrestling, obviously. wrestling is like my favorite. I love going to indie wrestling shows. Oh my god, I've seen you shoot like some stuff of it Yo, or video. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Talk about people watching. That I mean, it's funny incredible. because like. It's funny because, um, like, the indie wrestling scene is very much like DJing. Like, they're all trying to get on. Yeah. There are guys who come out of wrestling school, and they're trying to, like, make it to WWE or whatever, right. AEW. And they're Crazy. they're trying, and, and they're flying city to city, and they're, yeah. like, they're just like you, bro. Like, they're going from Dallas to, like, Miami totally. back to L.A., and it's the DJing thing all over again, you yeah. know? And they're trying to get seen, and they're trying to have, like, the coolest attire, and they're all wow. trying to prove themselves, and it's... right. You know, and then you have the purists, you know, the guys are like, I'm old school. I only do technical wrestling. And then you got the high flyers that are frowned upon by the technical wrestlers. Like we like doing moves where we jump from here to there. And so there's a whole psychology involved in that. So that I I definitely love wrestling. I love wrestling podcasts. I was driving here. I was listening to Ric Flair who has a podcast. Right. So awesome. And, um, (laughs) so that, I mean, obviously the road trips and, and just, um, I don't know. I also enjoy like my downtime, like just being home watching TV. 90 day fiance is like my new hobby. Oh my god! Love that show. I tried watching it for a bit, but I think I fell off. Really? But people seem to love it. They're always I talking about it. it on Twitter. Well, I gotta watch. I gotta find stuff my wife will be cool with. So sometimes she, I'm like, let's watch this. She's like, that's the dumbest thing ever. I'm like, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to watch it. <laughs> Yo, for real. But like doing radio and having for three yeah, hours I a need day, dumb shit. For real, my brain is like, I have to sound like the best version of me. I have to be aware. Yeah. I have to articulate. Right. I have to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Exactly. And then once I get home, man, I just want to like dumb it down with some 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Right. I man. need that. For real. And what's your dog's name? You keep talking about your dog. His name is Smedley. Smedley. He's awesome. He's a French bulldog. He's 10. He's getting Amazing. a little old, and we do road trips. He's my little shotgun That's buddy. Great. Great he's name. Fun, man. He teaches me to slow down. So back to photography, yeah. he's he's the one that taught me to slow down. Like, because, you know, he doesn't walk as fast as I do. <laughs> right. So, like, I walk slow, and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool photo. Let me take a photo of that. So yeah. he forces me to kind of look around and absorb my right. environment. So yeah, dogs are awesome true. like that. Yeah. No, that's the truth. You have a dog? I do have a dog. Yeah. She's insane. Yeah. But uh, it was like my son had begged for a dog for probably like five years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way. Because I knew it was just a lot of new things were going to happen. And it was going to make things harder to like go do things. But we uh, gave in, got him the dog. And mm-hmm. uh, now it's all of our dog, obviously. Yeah. She loves me. You smile now. So I feel like that was a good call. No, definitely good. You okay. know, it's a lot. Like we just, we went to Europe for a month. Um, to for him for like to do these soccer tournaments and i ended up djing we went on this crazy trip like we just got back like Mm -hmm. and uh you know finding somewhere for the dog to stay was like a whole thing i'm like we ended up paying like almost two thousand dollars just to have the dog sleep somewhere and i'm like any friends who could watch your dog i mean i don't know i don't want to put it on the friend too because i don't trust not that i don't trust them but like i don't know if i trust me to watch someone else's dog you know (laughs) like it's your dog you want to give it a professional Mm -hmm. uh they're these people you know it was like a private house of people that we trust that like Mm -hmm. like that's what they do you know i mean it's like a kid yeah i'd rather i didn't you know i'm not gonna leave her for a month with just random people and not know what's happening like i want to make sure she gets the right food and walks and like yeah has a good life yeah after a month we were like is she even gonna know who we are you know Uh, what was that like when you came home though oh she was going nuts you know just like oh my god um i think i was gone i think i'd already gone to vegas and she came home to my family and then i came home a few days later and Mm -hmm. was like hey i'm still alive yeah um 
but same thing. I walk her, you know, every day and mm-hmm. t- teach me to slow down. I love taking pictures of things and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm not as into it as you, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, even during the pandemic going on walks with my family and with my kid and mm-hmm. just kind of having nothing to do. So you're just like, yeah trying to figure out what every plant is you know and just like <laughs> yeah. look at every little tiny detail you know which yeah. is nice you know yeah 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 and enjoying life especially with how fast-paced our lives are and, yeah man and the music and all that stuff yeah it, the dogs definitely help yeah especially during a pandemic it was nice to have a dog yeah oh <laughs> yeah, yeah for real yeah. yeah i mean just it was like something to look forward to like i have to walk the dog which yeah. is like the best thing ever well, I love after DJ gigs coming home to my dog. I know. And then, because I live right off the boardwalk, so, like, right. we walk on the beach, and it's the best way to recalibrate my ears yeah. during the waves, and it's, like, just totally. me and my dog. It's heaven. I know. Yeah, the ocean is the ultimate, mm-hmm. being able to be by there. Yeah. Um, what are, uh, I mean, you get to interview so many amazing people. Like, um, who are some of the coolest people you've been able to interview oh, lately? Man. Nipsey Hussle was my favorite. Well, before he passed. Yeah. That one still like sinks in because of the stuff he was talking about. Like he was talking about um just life lessons, yeah. like financial things and right. talking about what did he he said something um about there's a formula like you get locked into the grid of what you think how you should approach things creatively. Yeah. He says every now and then he likes to break that grid. Okay. kind of approach it differently and so right. that's like his challenge yeah and i don't know why but when you asked me that it was the like first thing that came to my mind yeah yeah um but no, he's li- amazing he's such a tragic yeah loss, yeah you know? just so just really like ahead of his time but lately uh i love talking to young creatives and getting into their heads because yeah like the way we got into music it's a way different time and you know i i think the younger generation embraces mental health in a way we didn't like i think we were just like right. suck and it just up. all around health like earplugs yeah. and like eating right and exercising yeah. and the mental health parts and like none of that was we were just like go to the rave and do yeah. the craziest shit suck ever it up, brother <laughs> yeah you know right and don't I, talk about anything you gotta yeah. be cool yeah no but I, we've been talking to like a lot of creatives that are um it, you know talking about how mental health has contributed or not to their to their yeah. craft and it's like very true i love learning about life through creatives and talking to people like i'm very curious and i think like when i speak like novena and i my partner like we we want to connect and one of the things that i've learned is like if you could tap into a creative's inner voice then you got them yeah. you know like, i don't want to talk to what you're here to promote yeah like we can do that but like i want to know what's going on in your head like right you know i love talking to artists about like self-doubt or yeah. challenges like right. we always talk about okay cool the records out congratulations yeah, but yeah. Like, let's talk about the hard work that went into it yeah for sure sometimes i'll bring that up on this show like what are some things of like rejection that have helped you in a way you yeah. know or like things that are there ever a time where you were gonna quit and then there was something that brought you back into it you know yeah. things like that because that is interesting and i think that helps for other people to hear that to know oh my god that's the things i'm dealing with you know yeah. and, and i can use that as inspiration or make it through, you know? Yeah. Also, it's great too. When you, um, when you, we talked about this before we hit record, but like sometimes you hope you have a connection with an artist, you know? And then yeah. it's magical when you do and you're like, Oh wow. You know, I was nervous about nothing. Right. And then you end up, I love becoming a fan of an artist after talking to them. Yeah, totally. Like, it's like, Oh, it's happened it. to me so much with this podcast yeah. even too. Cause I've researched the people and understand so much more about them, listen to all their stuff. And then, I'm like an advocate of them after, mm-hmm. you know, just so many DJs. I'm always like 
telling their story to other people now when I travel around. I'm like, no, they were on my podcast and they do this yeah. and they came from this. And, you know, it's just cool to like. Yeah. To well, I also love, I watched one of your episodes with uh, Richard Humpty Vision. Oh, yeah. I mean, that dude, that's another one right yeah. there. Power tools that I grew up on. Same, same. I mean, I, I felt like he transported me to some rave in the UK. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And just listening to him drop that knowledge was like. Totally. Was gold. So I feel like. I say all that to say that what you're doing is great. It's a time capsule into lives and perspectives. Yeah. Some of the forefathers thanks. of like, you know, like this is really history. I don't right. Know being, but those guys. Um, yes. No, you and, and everybody. And that's what I was saying to my friend who he's an editor of documentaries and stuff. And I'm like, I'm also, I'm like capturing all this stuff. Like you said, like a time capsule, mm -hmm. because even the two years of, of interviews I did during the pandemic was a time capsule in that sense. And listening back to some of them, it was like, our brain was in such different places uh, yeah. each month during all of that and still is today, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and just to see how DJing stopped and we didn't know what we were going to do and we're focused on Twitch and we're teaching each other different things. Yeah. And now we're back out and people are figuring out other things and, yeah. you know, and to see how DJing has grown too, to have like, you can make a living doing this amazing show on the radio as well as your gigs. There's other g DJs in the UK that DJ for soccer teams and stadiums and, you know, the DJ of the Lakers was on and everyone has their own path of what they're doing with it. You yeah. Know? And that's the beauty is yeah. like, we're all doing these different things. I love watching that DJ at the Laker games. Cause I'm always looking like, <laughs> how's it going to end? Like I'm, yeah, that he was on the guy. show and I had so many questions for him, you know, yeah. like what, how do you do this and that? And yeah. It's crazy. And he looks so cool. Like he yeah. doesn't look like I would be like, I notice he has like a headpiece. He's obviously getting yeah. direction on when he's on, but like I would be like, just kind of you know. I know. Am I on now? Am I on now? But he's so cool and. Calm. I think he prepares and he gets that can send him to that zen zone that like yeah. we were talking about. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, he does it so well. Pick but those so guys well. are like athletes themselves. You know, they're so on top of it. And yeah. It's just like a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, before we get out of here, like I guess something else I wanted to ask you about was. Um, like we said, DJing has taken us to so many different places that are unexpected. Are there any other unexpected things that have happened to you from DJing, you know, um, opportunities that have come to you or yeah. gigs or people you've met or. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's the, the beauty. So when you find people that you respect that reach out to you and tell you like they love your show, like yeah. it's high dollar signs, a huge fan, oh, which is so like, cool. I'm like, really? But I'm also yeah. not surprised. I mean, no, he seems very open musically. He's totally. He's very musical through and through. I feel like, yeah. Childish Gambino, like tweeted when I was oh. on air, Donald Glover was like, Oh, whoever's on air right now is playing my life. I'm like, what? what? That's amazing. Like, dude, I, you, you are my life. And then <laughs> I think it's That's like, so it dope. goes back to the whole, like throwing a football and who's catching it. Yeah. And when people who inspire you caught that ball. You're just like, Right. Wow. Yeah. You know, but most importantly, like to close, I think what we do is we try to soundtrack the city. Yeah. And everybody, you know, right. and I think we're all about like whether you're driving a bus or whether you're a lawyer, whatever, like life is hard. Like, yeah, we already have enough problems in the world. So if we can provide some peace three hours out of the day for you. Right. Then that's that's our goal because we get it, you know, and it's like, like I said, life is challenging. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, where can people find you, like, on social media? Yeah, it's easy. It's uh, it's at Anthony Valadez on IG and Twitter. And um, you can find me Friday nights at Townhouse in Venice, 52 Windward Boulevard. Um, and you nice. can find me on KCRW Monday through Friday with Novena Carmel. Morning becomes eclectic, 9 to noon. Amazing. And you 
can find me in Venice, probably with my dog walking around yeah. getting coffee. At Saturday morning at 3 a.m. after the gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, this is a lot of fun. Like, big ups to what you do. I, I've been a fan, and I love your content as well. And oh, thank I think you. what you're doing with this is, like I said, it's a time capsule. And, like, like let's just be real. Like, we're all not going to be here forever. Yeah. And, like, these conversations and these stories that you're sharing is, is like, it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. That means a lot, man. I appreciate it. Well, yeah. it's so good to finally meet you and, and Likewise. get to know you better. And uh, everybody, go check them out, and uh, I will, I'll see you soon. Thank you. Play All my right. theme music. Let's go. Hit the music. Boom. All right, huge thank you to Anthony Valadez for coming on the show. I got It was amazing just to be able to finally meet him after hearing his name and hearing him DJ for over 20 years. Uh, and he just brings so much to the musical culture, the DJ culture, radio culture, and all that. So it was amazing having him on the show and learning more about him. Uh, thank you guys for listening. The Beat Sorcerers, as always, were available on every platform. The videos on YouTube, the audios on Apple, Spotify, and all that stuff. So rate and review us. Help us grow the show. And uh, thank you to Beat Source. The 20 podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.